0: So as Josh and I have said before, sometimes our ideas come from uh, in between recording episodes and we pivoted. We're having a wonderful episode about kind of TV culture and how they actually release new content these days.
1: Right. And I think um, we're going to be talking about like how Netflix model of binging a whole season versus the old like scheduling model, which is coming back and some of the new kind of services being offered. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're just going to Riff on it, I think, and find out where it goes, huh, Brian?
0: Launch out with us on the loop today as we discuss the binging and scheduling of shows today on Curiosity Continuum.
1: Hey, everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. We are a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world by helping you level up your contextual awareness, sharpen your collaboration, and problem-solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way.
0: If you find these conversations helpful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us, leave a review so others can find the community and join us. You can always find us on CuriosityContinuum.com and on our social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation.
1: All right, Brian, so we had this idea of talking about... um, You know, binging episodes like the new Netflix kind of model uh, versus scheduling, which is kind of like Disney Plus and all the other ones are kind of like starting to schedule episodes like how they were when we were kids. So it's kind of this circular pattern that seems to be coming back around. And we want it's like a loop, yeah, it's almost like a loop, right? (laughs) We wanted to talk about it a little bit because how the society's uh, changes and how like the business changes, I think are going to bring it back around to really how, like, we experience television, right?
0: Let us rewind not too terribly long ago, and it still exists today, into the land of network television.
1: Way back (laughs) into the land. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It still happens, obviously. But especially before, like, even cable TV and on-demand stuff was even an option, content for television shows was scheduled. Certain time slots And there's a whole, there's still a whole science around like this type of show fits really well at this time for this demographic. These are the type of ads we'll show season, but what
1: was like, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it, there was very specific publishing routes to get that content out to the masses. Right. And so we'll like network television was kind of a great way to just put it out there to everybody because there was the expectation that these ads would run along with this content to be in front of the eyeballs that it needed to, to promote products and services and things. They scheduled out this content in order to get the run on the, like the, like the season, for example. Right. right. So you might have 13 episodes in a season that is like your fall lineup or your spring lineup. And then like over summer and the winter, they would have reruns. I know kind of, it sounds funny now, like they have reruns because they would rerun the content. So they'd still get more mileage out of it and it would allow them time to make the new content.
1: Right. And, This was a real thing, like, especially with shows. Like, you would watch a show, it would come to a quote-unquote cliffhanger, and it would be like, "What's going to happen?" Oh, find out in the fall, and everyone's like, (laughs) "Ah, like June." We're kids, so we're (laughs) thinking like three months is you know the eternity, and I guess we have to go outside (laughs) now, right, Mom? You know, it was that kind of yeah. But it was the way it worked, and it was the way production schedules ran. It was the way everything. This, our, especially the United States, really ran on that, right, Brian?
0: Yes. And what happened is, like, if you didn't have a VCR or some other way to record it, you would like like time the rerun schedules. So you could catch the episode. It's catch it would the be... ones you
1: missed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now let's move forward a little bit. Now, cable TV obviously is coming in the mix, and so that's a little bit different. But they still have scheduled programming in that. Now we enter the age, and we'll just we'll call it the age of
1: Netflix, just because that's uh, that's who really started it.
0: Yeah, it's a very understood culture. Whether you like the
1: Netflix model or not, this is what happened. So,
0: yep. And so they loaded a bunch of old content, which is glorious because I haven't seen that in umpteen years, and people watched it for the new content. Netflix has gone through a few different content cycles where they've had their own, like they've rented, you know, basically license other people's product to put on their shelves, and then they realized. We need to have uh, more content on the shelf. So they would buy people's content and then they start to make their own content. Here we are today, but they would release everything all at once. And that's where the term binge watching came from is because you could literally binge every piece of content in that series at, at one time. Right. You know? And so like stranger things is Netflix's hottest property. I mean, like, I'm just putting it out there. It, it's awesome. For
1: now. Yeah. Yep.
0: And, yeah. For now until, you know, there's another, the next stranger things appears. When those things are released and it's all at once, there's a lot of buildup obviously around it to go like, oh my gosh, like this is so exciting. However, it really can become like an eight-hour movie. That's and what then you it, kind of spend the whole that's day watching it. does. Watching that's what it,
1: it does become. If you look at the way like the new production runs, they run up to these... It makes it so you almost have to watch the next episode. It really gets hard to say stop. Mel and I we, my wife and I we fall into that all the time. We're like,, let's well, just gonna watch one episode tonight or two episodes, but then you're like, Oh, you son of a, you got me into this now I've gotta watch this, <laughs> but they want that, and that's the way the content was driven um back in the nineties, especially when this was really prevalent, they would have one-off episodes and episodes that were all self-contained there was also a larger story at play but they only played those episodes every so often and so you would have to they would always play them at the beginning and the end of the season but in the the middle of the season it might have only really been 13 episodes that mattered but there was like 22 episodes and there was like five or six seven eight episodes that were just kind of like their own self-contained story now today that really doesn't happen as much right brian
0: You've kind of kicked out the constraints of the um you know how long something has to be right it doesn't have to exactly match like a 30 second or 30 or sorry a 30 minute spot and you have this many ad spots it you have a little bit of flexibility with it which is sometimes very good because it um it's a constraint it allows and we we've talked about
1: that before where constraints are good for creativities mm -hmm. for creatives especially
0: yes and in that format also when netflix now says hey you can watch the entire season all at once there was you enjoyed it while you did, but you didn't really get as much cultural conversation currency, if that makes right. sense. It's like you, you talked
1: about it like, oh, my
0: gosh, this is a big event. It was amazing.
1: And I think for I remember let's give an example of that. So I think for I think the one everyone's going to remember, like that was old enough. Even we weren't even really that old then. But it was like Dallas when Jr. was shot. Yes. That was like the cultural event and my parents I was not allowed to watch Dallas I had to go to the I had to go to bed because it was too adult for me to watch but <laughs> a character was shot and no one knew who shot him or if he was going to or I'm sorry no one knew if he was going to survive or not so it was that was the cliffhanger to get you but that was a cultural moment everywhere you went everyone was talking well who shot JR is he going to live is he going to die blah 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 right Brian yes <laughs> so what what
0: it stretched the well you know what it what what it does it, it allows it to be embedded into everybody's like cultural like you have to talk about it because of
1: it. first yeah. of all i mean we're talking about like small talk people love small talk but what else are you going to talk about you know if you're not talking about the hottest show on television in yeah. this huge cliffhanger that they had that, yeah. It's, it's easy culture currency. If
0: you don't know about sports, you don't know about the weather, you can talk about TV shows and generally find something where people will fall in. with right. it, You know? So in, I, I saw this comment and it was, I've seen my, my friends in the film industry talk about it, where there was somebody posted on Twitter after Stranger Things season two. And they said, loved all of season two. I want season three right now. And somebody commented back like, that's not how content production works. Right. It's like, it just doesn't automatically appear. There's a lot of time and effort and money and whole lots of things to go into making something like that. I think what people realized in content creation in the media and in whatever is that they burned through their content too quickly. They could not feed the monster of binge, binge, binge. And they actually, people, I think, devalued some of the enormity of the content because they could just get
1: it whenever. Right. And, I mean, I have friends to this day who, like, refuse to to watch a TV series until it's over. So, like, I have, I, have, oh, I have, like, two friends who, like, for example, won't watch The Mandalorian because they're like, oh, it's only had two seasons so far. I'm like, yeah, well, you can watch all of the seasons. Oh, no, no, I'm going to wait till it's all done. And then I'm going to binge it, like, in, like, you know three days. So I'm going to watch the whole thing. You know? That's basically what they're trying to do. So they're trying to recreate that model.
0: Yeah. But it's kind of funny because like then um, that you actually make the life of that content even longer. Right. Right. Cause then you're watching it again. So now we're seeing some things like in other streaming services, like Josh said, it's like almost like a return to a network television kind of model where you're allowing people to wait. Now, With streaming services, it's not like it drops like 7 p.m. or 6, 7 central or whatever it was. It's just like it might drop at the beginning of the day on a Monday or a Friday or whatever whatever. it is. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. But what's fun is that people, I think the way the world works too, I think we have more asynchronous type of work schedules and, and situations even now more than ever. And it allows people, what's fun about it is it allows people to enjoy it on their own time, but they know it's available as soon as this
1: time. And what's great about it is it allows that conversation to happen again. Because no one is going to spoil what happens next for you because they don't know either. So, even within that whole period of a week, so you have about seven days or so, you can talk to people about it and you can have the conversation. You can have that Dallas like conversation. Like The Mandalorian was probably the best one that was the most, the latest one that everyone's talking about it. You know, especially season one, which I think it was a huge surprise to people that, first of all, a show could be this good. Second of all, is that it brought in like non fans into the show, like people that you would never expect. Like, oh, yeah, I watch that show. I love it. And I'm like, really, <laughs> you know, but they understood it. They get it. And I'm like, that's great. And I, I think that's awesome. But it brings in that talk about it and it brings in that time to reflect, which is important. Think about it this way. We have a vehicle that's
0: kind of coming back around where you have a, basically a common way to start having a conversation. Yeah. It sounds like a good podcast we could do about those kind of things. But seriously, like part of the, the art of, of finding common ground is like you go to some of those institutions of television and whatever, and you can start there. You know, why do so many people talk about sports? It's because it's like, it's there's many different it's people. It's literally the zeitgeist it's, of the moment. Yes. And it,
1: it and that is important in society. In societies, uh, zeitgeist, the you know, that thing that's happening for everyone at the same time is important. He,
0: and you know what? I just realized something, too. We, you know, um, well, let's riff on sports for just yeah. a minute. <sighs> people have their favorite teams. People have their not favorite teams. Right. To put it, you know. And... People have very strong emotional uh, ties to these subjects. And the one thing is they
1: all have the love for their sport.
0: Yes. Now, what's interesting is when it comes to things like television shows and and movies and sports, is that you could actually engage on a common topic and vehemently disagree with somebody and still have a great time and leave as friends. Now... It's like you could if you could capture that and pull it into real life the way it happens right now, because people are just like, I think, almost terrified to take on topics.
1: I think what it is, is it's that topic is we're starting to get in almost into like the political topics of the day to people. Those are different, but they're actually the same,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, and the skill set is the same to be able to present it to to listen to one another and do that and still go away as like we can respect one another.
1: Right. And it's okay to have a different opinion. That's like this whole thing, like binges, binging versus scheduling. I know there's going to be people that are going to say, they're going to say to me, oh, I listened to that episode, Josh, I really disagree with you that I love the binging part of it. And I am I go, look, I like that too. But I think that as a society, they're going in the business model is going back to the scheduling and here's why. But we can disagree on that and be just totally okay. Yeah. And I think that's the important <laughs> thing is that even if you yes. don't, You come to this podcast and you listen to this episode, and you're like, these guys are full of it. They're never, it's not changing back. Stuff is always changing for one, right, Brian? Always. (laughs) Yeah. And it's okay to like disagree with somebody as long as at the end of the day, you're like, that's their opinion and that's fine. It's valuable. But here's mine, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's good to talk about these things.
0: I'm in 100% agreement with you there, Josh.
1: So. It took a turn, which I didn't expect it to take,
0: but it's good. Yeah. You know, because like it, the look people, if you've listened to this
1: podcast, we are time, a circular podcast.
0: We're a circular podcast, but we also know the entry points to get to a bigger topic. Yeah, Right. It's a constant iteration on something to go like, you know what? That applies. You'll listen to an episode if you haven't already about, uh, portable skills, Right. These type of things are ways to open up the greater world to you within yourself and within others. Understanding those opposite like the thin spots to be able to kind of like jump into something else and apply it. That's where you're really going to have a lot of growth and you're going to be able to help others grow by exercising that
1: again and again. Right. And I think that maybe this is a good place to put a comma here today just to give people an idea of, you know, to think about this topic and to think about kind of where this went because I think this got into a a much more meatier topic that we might discuss in another episode.
0: And until that next episode, this is Brian.
1: And this is Josh.
0: For Curiosity Continuum.